spiritual leader will minister with spiritual authority. You know, the multitudes, they were amazed at Jesus' preaching because they saw a difference between the way that he taught and the way that the Pharisees had taught them for so many years. The Pharisees had a lot of knowledge. Jesus had even more knowledge than they had, but it was his authority that impressed his hearers, not his knowledge. See Matthew 7, verse 29. If we have the knowledge but no spiritual authority in our ministry, we will be like the Pharisees. God backed up the words that Jesus spoke, and this is what it means to speak with spiritual authority. Jesus told his disciples in John 15, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit would bear witness along with them. This meant that whenever, wherever they preached, the Holy Spirit would back them up, back up what they said. And that's certainly how we should want our ministries to be. We should want our lives to be. We should be want what we say to be. As I bear witness to Jesus, the Holy Spirit must also bear witness to what I say. He must speak to the hearts of listeners saying, listen to that. This is from God. Then I'll be speaking with divine authority. But if I merely give a very accurate testimony about Jesus and the Holy Spirit doesn't back up what I say, I won't be called a heretic because my doctrines are all evangelical. But I will still be ministering death and not life. There are many ways in which we can exercise authority over people. There are human ways, religious ways, spiritual ways, and there's a lot of different uh, differences, actually, between these three. Jesus' authority was not human or religious. He never spoke or acted like an earthly king or like the religious leaders of Israel. His authority was divine, and it was spiritual. And a good example of authority would be the authority that film stars and rock musicians exercise. Look at the way people worship them and go crazy over them. People stand for hours in lines in the rain and in the sun to get a glimpse of them. They have great authority over people. They use their human abilities to rule over people's minds and emotions, and then they get the people to pay to pay them money too. This type of, of authority is found among many preachers in uh, Christian circles too. It is the power of the human soul and not the Holy Spirit. Is that not a shame? Another way to exercise human authority would be through money. The world is controlled today, not by those who have weapons, but by those who have money. Money is a very important factor in wars and in elections too. Just look at our last election. The business community in, in every country has to please the political leaders in order to thrive. And the polit political leaders in turn have to please the business community in order to get money to get to power. So money has tremendous power and this power is being used extensively in the Christian circles as well as in the world. Money can certainly do a lot of good, but because money is powerful, it does a lot of damage too. If Christians 
work anywhere is controlled by financial power, it can never be spiritual work. Jesus placed money in, in, in direct opposition to God. He said that God and mammon, or material wealth, as you might call it, were the only two masters in the world competing for the attention of men. You can find that in Luke 16, verse 13. The authority that a Christian leader has, say through giving money to others, is not spiritual authority. Both in the world and in Christendom, it is the one who has the money who pulls the strings. People will bow down to anyone who has money. They will agree to anything you say and do everything you tell them to do if you only pay them. So this is, this is true in secular companies and in Christian organizations as well. And that, I would say, is really sad. Almost every pastor is controlled by a board of members, right? Members of his church board, because the board determines his salary. And such a pastor dare not say anything that will offend those board members. Churches usually have their richest men on their boards, and these rich men are usually the ones who need to be rebuked the most. But how can a pastor rebuke them if his mouth is full of the money that they've stuffed into it? He can't. So he has to tickle those men's, those rich men's ears and say exactly what they want to hear. And if he displeases them, they won't give him his annual increment. And that'll be enough to make him change. He'll think of his poor family that will have to struggle He'll have uh, to vacate maybe his convenient pastoral house. And he'll have to take his children maybe out of a good school. Who knows? Such thoughts will make him quickly submit to the board and toe the official line quietly. So this is the main reason why we have hardly any prophets today. Almost every preacher has fallen prey to the lure of money. How can such preachers ever exercise any spiritual authority? I want to say to those of you brothers and sisters who are in authority over others, that if you control anyone through money, what you are exercising will not be spiritual authority. Jesus never controlled anyone through money. Not one of his disciples followed him for money, for he had he had no wealth to give them. He offered them no retirement benefits in this world, but only tribulation and suffering. That's what he offered them. He taught them to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first and told them that, that the material things they needed, the, the bare minimum food and clothing, would be added to them by their heavenly Father. Jesus sent out apostles to evangelize the world without any money so that those apostles would never be able to draw anyone or control anyone through money. Yet they did a much better job of evangelizing than known world than in the known world than we we have done all of our with all of our money and our gadgets and our many conferences on evangelism. 
financial power is something that we have to be very careful about in God's work because it can rob us of spiritual authority. So it would not hardly be worth it if we gave it second thoughts. Music power is another power that we have to be aware of. Rock music can sway people to the point where they even commit suicide. There are many forms of power like that in the world today. We have to be careful that we don't mistake these for spiritual power. They are not spiritual power. If we're unable to distinguish between spiritual power and soul power, it will be easy to deceive ourselves about the successes of our own ministries. With some of us, the power we're using may not be money, may not be power, money power or music power, but might be intellectual power. That too is the power of the soul. And that is very different from having spiritual power. We can try and impress people with our qualifications in order to get them to listen to us. And maybe you're so theologically qualified that you can explain the root meanings of the Greek words and the, um, the words that Peter used in his epistle, meanings that Peter himself did not even know. But a spiritual man will teach the Bible in an entirely different way, and the results will be different too. The Bible can be taught by the power of the human intellect or by the power of the Holy Spirit. How are you teaching it? And there is a vast difference between these two ways of teaching. There's also a vast difference in the results. One of the greatest needs in the church today is for the demonstration of spiritual authority and ministry of its leaders. Spiritual authority is very different from religious authority. What we commonly see in Christendom today is religious authority where strong leaders dominate their flock. They dominate their pastors and they dominate the flock. A local church was never meant by God to be run as a democracy where everybody is given a vote to choose its leader. Neither did God intend it to be run as a dictatorship or a strong by a strong leader who rules the power, excuse me, rules the poor believers and makes them bow down and obey him. It's easy when we preach God's word to have power over people. People appreciate our ministry because it helps them. Then it becomes easy to focus, easy for us to become like little gods to our admirers. We have to be careful of that. That's pride. We must always live in fear of that. We must never take advantage of the authority we have over others through our gift or our giftings. We must never try to run other people's lives. If That's manipulation. If we find them clinging to us, we must gently cast them on the Lord for their own good and actually for their spiritual growth. Our calling is to build the body of Christ and not our own little empires. So this is the way of spiritual authority. Paul has such spiritual authority given him by God that he could even deliver a person in the church at Corinth to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that the man could be saved. 
Read it for yourself in 1 Corinthians 5, 5. Do we see that today? No, we don't. The man was saved later and came back to the church in repentance. Paul was the founding father of that church and such fathers have spiritual authority that no one else can exercise. So those apostles had divine authority given them by the Lord to build people up. And this is the type of loving authority that we need too. We see many manifestations of such spiritual authority in the life of the Apostle Paul. There are tremendous challenge to us when the disciples observed Jesus for three and a half years they saw that he was totally different from the leaders and preachers that they had seen in their synagogues they had never met anyone who lived like him who lived like Jesus or who spoke like Jesus he had authority in his life and in his ministry until they met Jesus. They had thought that spiritual ministry was what they had seen in their priests and in their bishops in the synagogues. And if they had never met Jesus, they would have made those priests and bishops their role models. But now, but now they had a new role model that they could follow. And and their conscience would be clear as they followed this new role model. So what do our young people need are better role models to follow. And actually, it is our responsibility without a doubt to be those role models as men with spiritual authority, as women with spiritual authority. And in saying that, I am going to close. But you know what? There's, As this whole message said, there's plenty of authority. But what kind of authority are you using? Are you using soul authority? Are you using religious authority? Are you using money bought authority? Or are you using the authority and power of the Holy Spirit? Because that's the only thing that's going to make a difference is what the Holy Spirit does through you. Power, money, authority, position, all that has no no power in it in the spiritual world the power of the holy spirit is what we need we need him to be working through us to will and to do god's pleasure